October 3rd, 1849, a delirious Edgar Allan Poe is found in a Baltimore gutter, which qualifies him for course credit in English 210. Welcome to The Revisionists. I'm Brian Flynn. I am Zach Powers. And joining us tonight, we have our special guest all the way from New York City, where they make the salsa, uh, Michael Carlick. Gentlemen, it's a pleasure to be here. You're also from Denver. I'm from everywhere. Mm. I'm very global. Mm. You're a stand-up, originally from Denver? Yep. Uh, I started stand-up here, and I live in New York part-time, and I prefer Denver a lot more. Let's put it this way. I haven't smelled urine but twice since I've been in Denver, and in New York, that's an everyday occurrence. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Once was in a bathroom. <laughs> Which made sense. Entirely appropriate. The second was a scented candle. My preferred Did place. Not, would not buy again. Mm-hmm. My preferred Four place stars. to smell urine is a bathroom. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, of the urine places, that yeah. is the best of the urine places. Yeah. That's yeah, second only to a litter box. Not a sentence at all. You're in places, the musical. <laughs> <laughs> That's the asylum version of you're yeah. in town. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're branching out into musicals. With Which is just confusing <laughs> uninformed tourists and on the off-off-Broadway scene. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, when the toilet makes love to the toilet brush, that is so touching, I thought. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, that is that was one of the most grotesque images I've ever had. Yeah, Daniel Radcliffe did not do, need to be naked there, but he was. Every time you clean, just in the mezzanine. Every time you clean a toilet, it's kind of like a toilet brush making love to a toilet. Is it? I, is it a little bit? How, the motion's how, right. How I make love, I can verify that it is very similar. <laughs> I squirt sticky blue liquid everywhere. Oh no! Oh. Uh, I brought this on myself. Uh, but I assume that the intro music this week had creepy chains and scary ghost mm. noises. I am considering uh, putting just various creepy sound effects underneath the whole episode. Like yeah. bats. Yeah, constantly. Constant, distant like screams. Constant bats, yes. Mm-hmm. The latest Michael Bolton track, obviously. Mm, yeah, yeah, the latest <laughs> Michael Bolton, which I think would still be from 1997. <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Just to briefly recap, what we do here on the podcast is each week we talk about a different topic from history. One person presents the true story, that'll be Zach this time around, mm-hmm. and one person presents the alternate history, which will be me, and then we turn it over to the judge, or on, in certain instances, our loyal viewer, listener, and the winning story becomes our accepted history. Just to give you an update from our last episode, Hannibal, featuring Mike Hammock, uh, the votes have been tabulated. And the winner is Zach. One with victory. the history. This is better than VE Day for me. <laughs> because I wasn't alive oh, for then. You, yes. For you, it is better than VE Day. But uh, that. <laughs> I mean, by that standard, most days are better than VE Day for you. Establishes that uh, Hannibal was only against Rome because they cheated at a dance competition. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. Uh, ghouls were created by accident by Hannibal and lasted at least in Europe until Julius Caesar, if not later. Mm-hmm. There is a satanic figure called the Dark Wanderer who created the show Two and a Half Men mm-hmm. and went by many names over the years. Mm-hmm. So just a few things. Uh, now true in this reality. For the uh, whole month of October, we're going to do, be doing special Halloween-themed episodes with spooky sound effects, Crypt Keeper puns, mm-hmm. uh, candy. Candy, yes. If we're you all... eat candy while you listen to this. Yeah, yes. We're going to 
constantly be eating candy during the podcast. I just developed diabetes for all the listeners out there. I've, mm-hmm. I've edited out about an hour of chewing noises so far. Uh, I have not eaten any yet because all I got were Whoppers and fuck that. I will take your Whoppers if you take my dots. Yeah. Dots? Or Milk Duds. I'll take Milk Duds. Okay, Milk Duds for Whoppers. That's all right, we've right. come to an agreement. All right. So our topic, our first spooky topic is Rasputin. Ooh, Rasputin. <laughs> oh, ra- that, was a little, <laughs> that was a little sexier than I intended it to be. <laughs> that may also not be the word I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Zach, you have the actual history of Rasputin, so why don't you take it away? Rasputin was born... Uh, Grigory Rasputin in 1869 to uh, what were described as well-to-do peasants. <laughs> um, these peasants, when there was a hole in their hovel, could cover it with wood instead of just draping a sheet in front of it. Oh, it is fancy. Uh, yeah, so they were the envy of all the other peasants. They were the one peasant. <laughs> if yeah, I may. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Pretty good pun, I have to say. <laughs> of course you would say that. <laughs> you just said the pun. It's Halloween. It's the season of puns. It is true. Um, I several myself. So uh, He was one of nine children, although seven of them died. Mm-hmm. Oh. So he had to establish his hard-to-kill bona fides pretty early. <laughs> um, he didn't have to wait long for the top bunk, though. That's nice. No, that's no, nice. <laughs> And all the and for Russian peasants, I think that's considered a pretty, pretty good, good number. Hey, only only seventy years died. It's like fuck. I was only planning on having. We're one working on thirteen, and twelve are gone. But again, these were the one percent. Yeah, that's they so. were the one percent. They could afford the best. <laughs> oh, that's fun to say. I'm it is, isn't that. it? Yeah. I'm gonna use, I'm gonna find a way to use it in my regular life. <laughs> like the richest wanna... person in a really shitty apartment building. <laughs> Get a job as Bernie Sanders speechwriter just to use that pun. <laughs> then promptly deliver your resignation in the speech. <laughs> Not a lot is known about his childhood. Grew up, got married, uh, had some kids. Five kids, only three of them died. So pretty goddamn good. Oh, good genes. Uh, yeah, if you're counting, I believe that brings us up to ten dead children so far. <laughs> Thank you. More to come. Um, it's true, this is Siberia. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, life's going pretty good for old Raz, but one day, uh, he looked around and was like, fuck this shit, I'm bouncing, and left his family to go to a monastery for a while, mm-hmm. uh, where he just decided to become, like, a religious monk. Mm-hmm. Uh, the reason for doing this is the reason all people become religious zealots and or uh, Republican presidential nominees he had a vision, and God told him to. Sure. Uh, he was trained by a fella named Brother Makari, who uh, I am surprised is not a villain on Game of Thrones. Um, Sounds like a vodka, also. I was going to say, yeah. most of these will sound like vodkas. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Um, <laughs> not even laughing, just like, yeah, okay. Uh, Don't yeah. you steal that I idea. I joke. <laughs> He uh, he becomes a pretty influential dude, although his manner of speech is described as being completely unintelligible because he had a severe Siberian accent, and he would occasionally drop subjects and verbs when he was talking. <laughs> just He's, guttural noises is what was he left. He was just like Benicio del Toro in yeah, The Usual Suspects. Like no article, so it's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> he just speaks in adjectives. Yeah, so... 
pretty. Despite this, though, <laughs> when he would deliver sermons, even older uh, religious folk would be drawn in and find his interpretations delightful and extremely original. So I feel like he just talked shitty to fuck with people. And then the rest of the time, like, he had the power clearly to be pretty eloquent. <laughs> but, no, I mean, just a gum, uh, gumbo soup of fucking... <laughs> gumbo soup. I was going to say something else, but I said very gum. regional. It's gumbo very regional. Soup. <laughs> gumbo soup. <laughs> Maybe he did have, like, a Cajun thing going on with all yeah. this lack of verbs and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Is that a Cajun thing? Cajuns hate verbs. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Everybody knows it. Eventually, he goes to uh, St. Petersburg to try and raise money for a church back in Siberia. And while he is there, he's, scam. he's got a bit of a reputation. He meets uh, Milica of Not Montenegro and her sister, Anastasia. Have you heard of her? Pretty big deal. Oh, yeah. Animated yeah. movie made about Knock off Disney. Not Disney. Knock off company. Oh, made yeah, Fox a Studios. Kind of poorly sometimes animated movie that very inaccurately depicted Rasputin. Uh, and she, through them, he eventually meets the Tsar Nicholas and his wife, Alexandra. Their son uh, has hemophilia, pretty well known. Members of the Russian family had hemophilia. Mm. Having a particularly bad outbreak at the time, doctors unable to help, they turn to Rasputin and his mysticism and occultism, and uh, he does his thing. Next day, the kid gets a lot better, and the, the czars are like, you know what, I kind of like this guy. One less dead child in the story because of him. <laughs> to our detriment, but yeah. to the Russian dynasty's benefit. Well, We're still lived. net nine, so... <laughs> And uh, slowly he becomes closer and closer to them, to the chagrin of almost everybody else. <laughs> um, the doctors hate him because hes they think he's a charlatan. Uh, all the royals hate him because he's getting in close with that royal family. Mm -hmm. He's basically living their squad goals. And... <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, his Romanov game is on fleek. I yeah, think. he mm -hmm. is. Yeah, it's going... Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, he's like the Carl Rove of different, different vein. Well, everybody, yeah. all the other uh, Imperial Royals were just fuckboys compared to Rasputin. So, <laughs> actually, uh, his Russian Secret Service name was Turd Blossom. So, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is the only thing to eat in parts of Siberia. Sure, sure, it's a very positive term in Russian. Asked yeah. to describe Rasputin, Alexandra just gave the one hundred emoji. <laughs> uh, so um, they start spreading all kinds of rumors about him one of the juiciest ones is someone tries to spread a rumor that he took his dick out in a restaurant mm -hmm. which was later disproven unfortunately because there was no TMZ at the time right? Mm -hmm. to answer this question for us they're not very good at starting these rumors by the way they're all disproven like super easily <laughs> it's like Rasputin was like clearly in the middle of the public square reciting Shakespeare at the time of all these rumors. Well, that doesn't discount that a person can whip out his genitals at that time. I mean, kind of... Honestly, it makes Shakespeare a little bit better, I think, if you do see someone's Johnson. Well, a lot of classical interpretations of Shakespeare do involve whipping out your dick. I believe it was all men, and they had to have their dicks out for a long time in Shakespeare's day, mm -hmm. uh, up until relatively recently, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was called As You Like It, I believe, was the name of the policy. Um, so, <laughs> In Hamlet, actually, instead of holding up a skull, he just <laughs> held up a big cock and balls. Well, he so. had in Alas, one hand. Alas, poor Yorick, I knew him well. Yeah. 
He would. He bore me on his back a thousand times. <laughs> Stupidest <laughs> joke ever. <laughs> <laughs> you did do. You, you did do one percent. No, I'm. Well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think time will bore that one out. <laughs> okay. Eventually, the first assassination attempt to get his against his life occurs when a woman peasant. <laughs> Not as much identity as they had. Uh, named Kionja Gazerva, I guess? <laughs> Listen, this Russian shit, I don't know. <laughs> you might as well just pronounce it while eating a plate of spaghetti, basically. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. <laughs> uh, um, walks up to him one day, uh, stabs him good in the stomach, and Rasputin runs screaming down the street while she chases after him with the knife. Mm-hmm. With he his finds, dick out. With his dick out, of course, yeah. Erect. As um, is his wand. Yeah. I guess he finds a sticks and kind of finds a stick and kind of beats her off. <laughs> Not mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> violently, not sexually. Sure, sure. Um, There's a fine line between pleasure and pain. Oh yeah. yeah. Have you seen Hellraiser? Um <laughs> Well, that peasant woman, she was actually his former lover, and she had some kind of venereal disease, herpes, I believe. So mm-hmm. some would say that she's in her right to almost kill him. You say it like you are her, <laughs> it's just in a different time. Let me unzip my octopus I don't know, tentacles. Herpes, I believe, so, you know. Herpes, it's pretty roundly believed that uh, this, fairly mo- this fairly powerful member of the ruling class was behind that, and he's actually kind of exiled after the fact, because the czar is not crazy happy about it. Actually, a lot of Rasputin's enemies kind of disappear for a while, but new ones replace them. And uh, after that, apparently, he starts drinking. He's apparently never the same again, according mm-hmm. to his daughter. But around this time, war's a brewing. Rasputin, actually, a lot of the vice he gives Nicholas is pretty solid. Yeah. Uh, he says, Nicholas, you should not get involved in this war. Nicholas mm-hmm. is like, it'll blow over in uh, like two months. He's convinced it'll be done by the end of the year. Turns out it was World War One, so it was kind of a big deal. <laughs> Tons of like it's a catastrophe for for uh, for Russia, especially. for Russia and or, and the ruling class yeah. uh, looks terrible, especially Nicholas. Tons of people die. He tries to take over himself, like be on the front lines and be the dude in charge. Mm-hmm. Does not go well. No George Washington. <laughs> um, another thing I believe Rasputin told him not to do. But uh, people think that Rasputin is essentially completely controlling uh, Nicholas and Alexander at this point. And kind of after Nicholas blows it by ruling the army, he sort of is, it seems like. Basically, Alexandra believes whatever he says, and Nicholas just does what Alexandra says. <laughs> Very unconventional. So they just kind of telephone the entire Russian nation. <laughs> uh, and uh, people getting pretty sick of him at this point. He actually puts in a request to Nicholas to change his name from Rasputin, which he thinks is too common. It translates to New Rasputin. <laughs> Uh, he that he t- tried to go for Rasnutin. Yeah. Was not- <laughs> it took off, so he did not have to uh, start a new brand, Rasputin Zero. <laughs> <laughs> or Crystal Rasputin. Crystal Rasputin, of course. Um, and eventually, a lot of the members of the ruling class, uh, in particular this prince, whose name I straight up forget. It's probably Dimitri. <laughs> They kind of managed to get this uh, plan together. The prince invites Rasputin over one night and uh, gets him good and drunk and uh, then just shoots him point blank in the stomach. 
Um, Rasputin collapses on the table, wakes up a few minutes later, and starts trying to escape from the house. Now, this was after he was poisoned with uh, the alcohol and with the cake, too. There was poison and all of that, and he survived that. Well, you're a good host, you know? Yeah. Although, I think a lot of reports of the amount of shit he went through when he died are over-exaggerated. I think the autopsy confirmed there was no cyanide in him, just a bunch of booze. Well, he was under Well, I don't want to spoil it, but he was uh, indisposed for three days before they found him. Yeah. Indisposed. Well, well they, kind of indisposed. The official version is that the non-crazy version, I'm bound, honor-bound to what I believe is the true history, honor is bound, he yeah. got shot again while trying to flee, and then for good measure, they shot him in the head. And supposedly, according to the autopsy, it's considered that's what did him in. That final shot to the head. But of course the myth is also part of history and the myth that he was yeah. poisoned and then shot and then poisoned again and then yeah. thrown in a river but drowned. because he And he survived, all, he survived the dick controversy. He survived <laughs> being called not a, like a murder attempt. Yeah. It's character The first one, he survived his childhood, which apparently <laughs> most of his siblings did not. He was called a German spy. That was actually kind of an assassination attempt. They wanted to try and get him executed on that one. They tried to say he was a member of a fringe religious cult because he could. He was good at dancing was part of the oh, reason yeah, for that. <laughs> because he was good at Dance Dance October Revolution. Oh, oh God. <laughs> yeah. I was super sleep deprived when I was writing this, by the way. All day, a little hungover, pretty sleep deprived. It does not show at all. <laughs> Uh, so they, uh, managed to toss Rasputin in the river. His coat kind of created an air bubble, which allowed him to eventually wash ashore and they could find his body. Unfortunately, the death of Rasputin just made everybody realize that he wasn't the problem. It was Tsar Nicholas all along who was super incompetent. <laughs> they used to, pr Alexander used to like kind of consider his grave as a holy space in the days leading up to the February revolution and would constantly pray at it. Eventually, he was disinterred. That nothing would cut her, otherwise she would lose all of her blood. Right. Hemophilia! <laughs> Eventually, he was disinterred and burned. That's more or less the story of Rasputin, a guy who became an influential part faith of... Healer. Yeah, a faith healer. Uh, influential sort of part Lover. of the yeah. Russian political family at the time. Mm-hmm. If I may add on that lover thing, uh, he was a notorious ladies' man. He he got married and had kids, but he was like JFK all throughout, just popping babes and, and embarrassing the royal family. And yeah. he got shot in the head. <laughs> yeah. I know, which I I think that's And the chest as well. I mean, come on. Just like JFK. Just like JFK. Same person. Yeah. And Lyndon B. Johnson did it both times, so that's super weird. <laughs> Zach, that is... A gripping account of Rasputin, a man of mystery, uh, a mystic, faith healer. Why don't you put this in your pipe and smoke it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> segways, or whatever. I mean, segway usually least relates aggressive to the topic trash being discussed. <laughs> Gregory Rasputin. Rasputin was born in... Uh, that's Is this officially, it. are we changing it now, Rasputin? It's going to be very hard for me. <laughs> Gregory Rasputin was born uh, to a family of carnies. In the Siberian village Pokrovskoye, which translates as uh, "land of the eternal carnival," huh. oh, so that's the one happy place in Russia, and that's why they were chief among the peasants because there's nothing else to do in Siberia. 
So all the peasant money went to the family carnival. Great. That's what elevated them above their peers. Rasputin, being born into the family business. They had a lot about rigging simple games. Yeah, exactly. Uh, The thing they found he was best suited for... Natural weight guesser. Oh, well, yeah. He could tell you the weight of anyone, much to their chagrin. It's a rare and, skill. Yeah. Rare. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. By the way, his eight other brothers and sisters died on the El Diablo roller coaster. Yes. At the carnival. <laughs> Which is weird. I honestly thought you were going to say he guessed the weight of each dead fetus correctly. <laughs> <laughs> you have a very small range, really. <laughs> Anything under seven pounds. Hey, he can go into ounces, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, true. I don't know what system they use. You know, tales spread far and wide of this weight guessing kid with a Heart of gold from Western <laughs> Siberia. So Say, have you heard about this weight guesser from up north? <laughs> and one day, a mysterious stranger appears at his weight guessing booth. He announces himself as a recruiter from the St. Petersburg Circus. And oh, he's that's fi- the big time. That's the big time, exactly. Rasputin's finally made it to the main stage. With his thrilling weight guessing show. <laughs> With his incredible ability. Audiences were enraptured. Oh, yeah. <laughs> As he would say a number and then the person would stand on a scale and that number would be right. Well, that's how Rasputin made his enemies in the big city. <laughs> Turns out, as you said, Rasputin did lack some social graces. Well, did they try to discredit him by like going to his carnival wearing metal boots? So they, they would... Well, he did make them take off their shoes before they stepped on his magic scale. Of course. Classic weight guesser protocol. They would put stones in their pockets, but he could see through that because of mystic powers that I forgot to mention earlier. Oh, okay. (laughs) You just went to the weight guessing and forgot that he was actually a magic person. (laughs) Everyone's a little bit magic. Well, if you need enough funnel cake, you'll hallucinate anything. Uh, That is a magical funnel cake. Yeah. Rasputin makes his enemies, but he does catch the eye of the Tsarina, Alexandra. Fan of carnivals and famed hemophiliac. <laughs> That's why she's stuck to the midway, <laughs> where nothing bad can befall her. By the way, excellent tactic for losing a lot of weight, just bleeding out constantly. <laughs> That's sure. true. She loved the thrill of the carnival because they were all doing acts she could never do herself. <laughs> mm-hmm. Her having no body image issues because, again, losing a lot of weight mm-hmm. because of the constant bleeding of <laughs> hemophilia. Mm-hmm. Time-honored way to lose weight. Bleed. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a dieting advice podcast. Please don't do that. <laughs> I feel like I had to add that asterisk. Yeah. Please just bleed out the normal way you're already bleeding. (laughs) As you were. (laughs) Ebola victims, change it up. (laughs) So 2014 and 2013 and parts of 2015. That is not how you bleed. Well, all the time in Africa. The way you bleed is 2000 late. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Alexandra falls for this charming young Siberian lad and his weight guessing skills. And brings him into the royal family. Uh, turns out he's also a faith healer or some shit. <laughs> he just got some other powers. Yeah. He other, can fly. Other. Invisibility. <laughs> he has organic steel skin. Much like Piotr Rasputin, otherwise known as Colossus of the X-Men. <laughs> well, I'm sure he was related, almost certainly. Well, no. One is a comic book character. Um, I'm pretty sure this is the alternate history. <laughs> Uh, but there are people in the royal family who don't care for Rasputin's obnoxious little game. And one of those people is Princess Anastasia and her dog. <laughs> and her dog. <laughs> yeah. Hates having its weight guest. Exactly. 
And Anastasia hates having her weight guests and being constantly reminded that her dog will die before she does. So, Is that something he does? He guesses your weight and then says when you're going to die? Well, when your pets will die. <laughs> I can see why people wouldn't like that. Exactly. It's a little mean-spirited. You know how, you know, then you know you got to make your time count. Exactly. Hey, the end's coming up. Two but, weeks. So, Better get back to Fido. Let's go to the park. He couldn't do human deaths, only dog deaths. <laughs> well, it's so easy, you don't have to be that accurate. Right, exactly. Dogs don't have calendars. And you could predict it within seven years. Also, a lot of people thought he was just poisoning those dogs. <laughs> <laughs> That's but, true. He did own a farm in upstate that was just chock full of dead dog puppies. <laughs> he did bring the dogs upstate, but they were corpses. Right. They weren't running and playing. And then the farm was destroyed in a in the Tunguska explosion. Uh, Princess Anastasia takes to tormenting and bullying Rasputin. She steals his lunch money and calls him names like Crapsputin. His lunch rubles? His lunch rubles. Mm-hmm. Uh, Raspoopin. And uh, Raztootin. Uh, and Rasfruitin. Rasfruitin. So we should say... Homophobia, Anastasia's not ours. <laughs> Wait, is it, was any of that homophobic? I would say Rasputin. Oh, okay. I thought it's like a raspberry pun. I originally just thought it rhymes with Tootin. But then I realized, oh, there's overtones. That's the slogan for Rasputin snack treats. The only snack treat that Rasputin endorses. Rasputin. It rhymes with Rasputin. That's not my name. Oh, that'd make a cool 90s jingle. When you're home from school and you want a nice snack, tell your mom, hey, give me some rasfruitin today. <laughs> it sounded like rasfruitin. Okay. Almost certainly free of cyanide. <laughs> Almost certain. Shoot it in the head. It'll kill your dog. <laughs> it's also the slogan for grapes. <laughs> um, so Princess Anastasia's bullying drives Rasputin from St. Petersburg in tears. Uh, he's a wreck. He's out there in the Siberian waste. He doesn't know what to do himself with himself. Mm-hmm. And all those dead dogs. And all those dead yeah. dogs. Well, he knows what to do with them. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, does he? <laughs> Upstate, which is not a part of Russia. I feel like. <laughs> but Everywhere has sure, an upstate. Upstate Russia, yeah. But that's when, in its lowest moments, a wanderer appears. Caligula, he's... friend of the downtrodden, <laughs> takes pity on Rasputin and hands him a copy of Cleopatra's autobiography, I gotta be me. Rasputin takes great inspiration from these pages, and he resolves to go back to the old family carnival and run its weight guessing booth like he was meant to do. But Princess Anastasia was not done with Rasputin, even uh, far away in uh, the village in Siberia that I'm not going to pronounce bullying. again. Yeah, well, real life cyberbullying. <laughs> oh my god. Offline cyberbullying. There's a word for that, I feel like. Uh, bullying? No. Okay. Okay. No. Okay. I think it's Rasputin. <laughs> that's that's sort of the new word for bullying. Yeah. Uh, which takes some of the sting out of it. Uh, using her powers of eminent domain, uh, Princess Anastasia comes through the village and decides that the royal family is going to demolish the Rasputin family carnival to build the world's largest potato. <laughs> build a potato. <laughs> Out of well, brick no, and mortar. sorry, not the world's largest, but just a very large potato. Mm-hmm. Okay. A rather yeah. large potato. Are they just going to Voltron some other potatoes together? Is that the plan? No, I'm just going to build a potato. 
It's not gonna be. It's like fiberglass. Okay, so it's not a. It's not an edible potato. No, no, that'd be terrible. It's just a representation <laughs> of too a much potato. Potato, yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. So again, Anastasia wins. Rasputin, devastated, turns to the only source of comfort he has left. Of course, and the eighth wonder of the world is born. The world's largest. Fiberglass potato. <laughs> That's second largest, actually. It's beaten out by Dubai. All right. <laughs> <laughs> he turns to the only comfort he has left, the pages of Cleopatra's autobiography. But when he thumbs through the pages, he notices something that wasn't there before. Something Caligula forgot to take out before he gave to Rasputin. The secrets of immortality. The recipe. Everything you need to the, be immortal. The recipe? Well, originally the recipe was... I don't know if this applies in this time period, because when Cleopatra was alive, the secret was, if someone writes a song about you, you will live forever. <laughs> uh, but that was lost to time. I right. think we decided that. Okay, great. This is probably, this is more of just like a recipe. The magic the went out of the world, is my, was my explanation. Exactly. Rasputin finds this, and he decides, I'm going to be immortal. So no, he puts, as you do. <laughs> he puts together you know what? I think immortal. Yeah, I'm gonna be, I've been I'm looking over my options of mortal and immortal. I'm leaving a morning! <laughs> why, why is that your rest voice? <laughs> I'm leaving a morning! Yeah, he turns into a New York Jew as he's he saying Well, he's immortal, and everybody knows that's an excellent Rasputin impression yeah. because we all can hear him today. Mm. There's something wrong with the formula, though. And it turns him super mortal. <laughs> super mortal. <laughs> turns him into a dog. Yes, it turns him into Benjamin Button or Jack. I don't know which one, whichever one of those fits better. He leaves out one of the ingredients because he can't read Caligula's handwriting. He still gains immortality, but he is slowly being driven mad. Uh, that's when he's like assassinated and set upon. <laughs> what? What? Clarification: Caligula up to this point was not immortal. No, he's merely a time traveler. Right. But he's working on the secret of immortality. Okay. But he loses it to Rasputin. Okay, right. Yeah. You say okay, merely great. like it's unimpressive. Merely it's pretty... Oh, it's cool not as impressive as being immortal. Anybody can be a time traveler. You just gotta fucking find a time machine. Yeah, you just gotta... Done. Mission you just accomplished. Split the fabric that separates... That holds the universe together. <laughs> you don't have to do that. Somebody else does it, and then you take the machine. That's true. Marty but McFly really, was not that impressive. Really he just, just have happened to, to have access. Coconut and take the time machine. <laughs> Much like Gilligan did in the last episode. Right. Uh, but Rasputin's slowly being driven mad. But he is set upon by assassins who are like, eh, let's get rid of Rasputin. And so he's... Just for no reason? Yeah, he's poisoned, shot, thrown in a river, but he's immortal. So that's how his myth uh, grows, that he is unkillable. But as time goes on... He gets more and more insular, he grows more and more insane, and finally his personality matrix shatters, and he splits into two entities. One, Vladimir Putin, because it sounds kind of like Rasputin, and the other, Chupacabra, Scourge of Mexico. Okay. <laughs> Who is then promptly run over on a Eurasian highway. And that's the story of Rasputin, currently Vladimir Putin. And the Chupacabra's dead. <laughs> Yes, Chupacabra got run over. Okay. I kind of wanted to hear the story of how he got, as a Chupacabra, from St. Petersburg to Mexico. He flew. Did he go with, like, Trotsky? Did he stow away with Trotsky? Yeah, yeah probably. <laughs> he took a shot. Trotsky took a shine to the Chupacabra, <laughs> brought him with him over to Mexico when he was fleeing Stalin. Yeah, exactly. 
<laughs> well, that was back in the day where you could take more than one carry out. <laughs> right. Yeah. And obviously it was easier when he wasn't called Chupacabra in Russia. He changed it after. Right, exactly. It was it's Chupacabrakovich in Russia. Right. Where Ellis Island. Ellis when they got Island. to Ellis, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just hide, Chupacabra. The Chupacabra's Jewish heritage. <laughs> uh, so there you have it. The, the two stories of Rasputin. Well, I gotta say, in his current incarnation, he's got a hell of a chest. As Vladimir Putin, he he got the better end of the deal. With the Chupacabra, that's just a hairy little series of nipples, but Vladimir Putin... <laughs> I mean, it's, it has a head. It's more than that. No, no, I don't think... No, not what I'm picturing. A hairy series of... Well, what have you heard of the Chupacabra? It's just one so... giant nipple, you know? I mean... That's how it lures in its our town takes all of our goats. <laughs> I believe Chupacabra is Mexican for nipple. <laughs> Spanish, I should say. I think it's, it's actually it's Mexican for goat sucker. Mm-hmm. Which, well, you have your interpretation. <laughs> Michael, uh, would you care to deliver a verdict? Absolutely. Uh, these are both very well-argued stories. Uh, in my seven years in law school... And four years of medical school, I have to say. Is this a weird Van Wilder situation? What's going on? (laughs) I have no degree. I just show up. (laughs) Do you pay? Uh, We don't talk about that, more or less. He squats in various universities. It's weird what you can get away with. That's why you're the basis for the movie Michael Carlin College Squatter. (laughs) Ellen Page. It's a watercolor cover of just you squatting in a classroom covered in bras. So many scenes of him at night passing by complex math equations on the board and then beginning to write something. And the next day, the professors show up and there's just dicks all over. He's <laughs> 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 right. <laughs> the unsolvable equation. <laughs> yes, I did pour a lot of money into a worthless degree. Yes. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, best picture winner. Gotcha. Uh, please plug that at the end. But also, uh, <laughs> these are two very great stories, gentlemen. I was very impressed. I have to say, though, that uh, Rasputin, as a carny turned nipple, <laughs> turned dictator, was very compelling to me. I I tend to think that's what actually happened. All right. Well, um, we are going to open this to an audience vote. Uh No. Oh, okay. Absolutely not. That's not the Russian way. That is true. That is not the Russian way, even today, (laughs) because of rescue. Oh. Actually, I will allow it. Okay. Wait, you're. Okay, so yes. Audience, uh, you have a week from the release of this podcast to vote. You can do that on Facebook. You can do that by going to our website, revisionistpodcast.com, and using the contact form. Or you could do it like many other people have done it and come up to me and just say your vote. <laughs> so, because most of you probably know one of us. Baby steps. Yeah. Baby steps. That's what they teach us in Web Academy. Web Academy? Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't know what that means. Charlotte's uh, Web Academy. Charlotte's yeah. Web Academy. She had a lot of valuable lessons. Uh, about growing a podcast. Okay. <laughs> what did she call? I don't know. She wrote, like, believe in, her, in yourself and her web or some shit, and then she died. <laughs> Yeah, it's like She's that. like, look, even though some I'm going to die before you. Some pig. Some pig. Some That's pig. right. That's right. Some Which is pig. actually a slam. Yeah. <laughs> some Who's pig. that? Some fucking pig. <laughs> she was talking about a cop. <laughs> <laughs> Who killed you? Who killed you, Charlotte? Some pig. <laughs> some pig. 
Michael Carlick, you're in Denver for a bit longer before you have to go back to the win- the Big Apple. Yes, the Windy City. The Correct. Windy City. Yes, Satchmo. Yes. Old, old Riverboat Blues City. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Old brotherly old love. Al-Qaeda. Old land yeah. of the rising sun. Yeah. Home of the Axeman of New Orleans. <laughs> New York City. <laughs> the San Francisco Treat. <laughs> New the Rock York. Mm. Florida, New York City. Ah, the Russian capital, <laughs> New York City. Precinct 13, New York City. Are we done? <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think so. But before you go, you have show coming up this Monday at the Monkey Bar in Denver. Yes. Correct? Correct. And people can find you on Twitter at, at Michael Carver. Yes, I'm a lot funnier on there. Uh, Michael Carlick, thank you for joining us. Thank you. I've got to go back to study for law school. Mm, right, exactly. Yeah. Hey, it's amazing what you can get away with if you bring brownies to every class. No questions asked whatsoever. Really? Yeah. I mean, that might match the cost. Do you, when you it. walk into law school with the brownies, always say, how about brownie versus the Board of Education <laughs> <laughs> every single day? <laughs> I've had so many offers for partner just based off of that. <laughs> uh, Zach, thank you as always. Yep, absolutely. Here. Mm-hmm. For everyone here at The Revisionists, I'm Brian Flynn. I am Zach Powers. I'm Michael Carlick. We'll see you next time.